0: You are locked on the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome everybody to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Adam Mades. It has been a couple weeks. This is on my, This is now my third attempt at this very introduction. <laughs> Adam, wasn't even a good
1: one. <laughs> How are you doing, Adam? I'm good, man. It's always it's always good when you're back.
0: I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you for holding down the fort. Thank you to. Uh, the Toronto Raptors and Golden State Warriors for giving us this
1: series. This has been fun. <laughs> it's funny how competitive uh, a NBA Finals is when one team loses two of their four best players. <laughs>
0: Maybe five. Clay I'm, might be fifth. Who knows? I'm I'm joined actually on the show by Magic Johnson, uh, in his Twitter <laughs> account. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I look, it is a bummer. Obviously, you would prefer to see these teams go at it head to head. I really was bummed that Clay Thompson got dinged up, uh, because I wanted to see like the pre Kevin Durant Warriors in a final setting, especially with, you know, everything that's going on. But we'll talk about that. All throughout the show. Uh, Today's show is going to be basically Warriors Raptors. We have to talk about Mark Stevens being banned uh, because of his incident with with Kyle Lowry. And then finally, I guess about an hour before you and I started recording, the uh, Brooklyn Nets and Atlanta Hawks made a trade. Man, it's trade season already. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting a head start on trade season. I love it. Do you, how angry would Adam Silver be if Anthony Davis was traded at like halftime of one of these games?
1: <laughs> I don't think he'd be angry at all. I think that would be like a huge boost. Um, <laughs> it, it would be a little distracting, sure, from the on court of play. But look, that's when, when and if that news breaks, it'll be an enormous story and a big boost to the league. Do you think
0: ESPN would just tell them to pause the game and throw Stephen A. Smith
1: on camera? <laughs> like they did with the oj chase right <laughs> right they, we, they cut away from the finals to follow OJ. <laughs> uh all
0: right let's start though let's start though with this uh golden state warriors toronto raptors series i'm just gonna ask the question i'll do it in a radio voice even adam morris do you think that this series is over
1: <laughs> no i don't i think the series is exciting and interesting and yeah. again you can tell my bias on this in large part because of how handicapped um you know the warriors have been in this it kind of reminds me of that scene in gladiator you remember where he at the very end where he walks up and shanks him mm-hmm. to like try to <laughs> yeah. even say so they're going to do battle of the call so if he shank, it kind of reminds me of that of like yeah that's not a fair fight if we're both healthy here you're going to shank you <laughs> you're going to take away two of your five starters and now uh, it's making even um but to answer your question no I think this game four goes a long way um if the Warriors go down three games to one and then get Kevin Durant back and Clay Thompson back they're probably buried too much to make it happen although not certainly they probably are if this is 2-2 and you get Kevin Durant back I think it's the Warriors win and and that's almost a lock to me I'm
0: not positive they get Kevin Durant back is the thing (laughs)
1: <laughs> like one of one of
0: the yeah, one, of, no. one of the theories that i that i gave to you i think off air and then in our in our group dm thing was that i don't think kevin durant was ever going to play in this series like that yeah it was just not look i'm not i'm not a doctor or whatever but it that that the way he was walking and then you can kind of just kind of see it in some athletes eyes when they know that they're when they got got you know and and so
1: that's that's your diagnosis as you saw in his eyes i did i
0: was I <laughs> me with all of my with all of my deep knowledge of of the inner workings of kevin durant uh mentality Wait, T- physical T- tnt
1: needs to come up with a new uh hour-long drama where you're like dr house but instead of you having all this knowledge you can just look into <laughs> a person's eyes and know their diagnosis
0: after <laughs> after injuries they just rush me onto the court what's he what's he saying what oh, was no. I
1: saying? It's an ACL. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I would hope that the uh, the segment would always start with Kelly Clarkson's Behind These Hazel Eyes. Or no, I guess... <laughs> That's the intro theme? Or yeah. is that what <laughs> plays every
1: time you like you arrive on the scene?
0: Either that, I, I guess I, I screwed that up. It should have been Behind Blue Eyes, right? By The Who. I went with yeah, a way yeah, worse song. Was... <laughs> <laughs> way worse song. All right, so I actually disagree I think that the Warriors, there's just, at the end of these long final runs, these long dynastic runs that the Warriors are on right now, remember, the first team ever to make five straight finals, the attrition is real. And, you know, I I think it's this is the exaggerated version of it, but this, this type of a run is exhausting. Even Steve Kerr said one of the greatest dynasties that the sport has ever seen was Michael Jordan's Bulls. And he said that had Michael Jordan not stepped away to play baseball, he didn't think that they would have won a title that year anyway. It's not like they would have ripped off seven straight finals. And and I think in this case here, five straight finals, it just gets it gets taxing. And and the Warriors, I, I think they're just way too shallow. Their their talent pool is just so centered on on that starting five, and that starting five is is doesn't have I don't think the advantage because of all this attrition that we have seen them
1: historically have well there's no doubt about this injured version but your first point about you know you make it sound as if these injuries were inevitable and that's the part i don't really buy no it's Um, not it's
0: not inevitable but but i think the wear and tear of this type of a run i don't think it was it was going to manifest itself in this to this extent but i do think that that they just that fatigue does
1: set in Clay, I think Clay Thompson's injury was a fluke. I mean, he got, in my opinion, he got bumped Mm -hmm. in midair and he just landed awkwardly. Kevin Durant, you could say maybe there was, I mean, his was like a non-contact thing. So, you know, you could say maybe that one was some wear and tear, but here's how I look at it. You look at the scoring from the Raptors, you get double figures from six different players. You have a shot distribution where there's five guys that shot between 10 and 17 times. So it's all bunched up. You go over to the Warriors, Steph Curry had 47 points. He had 31 field goal attempts. Nobody else had more than 14. Draymond had 14, but everybody else, seven, four. I mean, you just aren't – this Warriors team, they have some great defensive talent, and then they have three scorers. They have Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Mm -hmm. Steph Curry, and those are three great scorers that – Everybody else gets to be a role player. You take out two of the three scorers. You, you're, first of all, your defense suffers because you lose two very good defenders as well. But offensively, that's why Steph Curry took 31 shots, not counting the 14 free throws he took. Because this team now, it's not that they were ever a fully balanced team, but they're missing basically two-thirds of their scoring output. And and so to me, it's not fair. It, had they had... Klay Thompson only, and not Kevin Durant. I think the series is probably two to two, and it's probably a great, fascinating seven-game series. It's really just the fact that they lost two of their most important players. Clay, Clay especially, is
0: is a loss that really hurts here. Not just because of like the personality; he's my favorite Warrior, but but, but also just I just he's so important to what they do. Those three and D guys that are that level of three and D, and he might be one of the best ever. In that in that type of a role uh, that that really hurts. And and yeah, but I I still think, though, that like where this situation is right now, where where this series is sitting right now, uh, the Warriors could very easily be down three
1: zero. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And and another thing, if you recall, Anthony, a year ago, DeMarcus Cousins signs with the Warriors and everybody threw their arms up because, oh, another All-Star. And it was true. Look, it's ridiculous. Had he stayed healthy, it would be absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. And he had an inspired game, too. But I always thought with DeMarcus, it was only a matter of time before he becomes a liability in this series. One, because he's not a hundred percent. I mean, clearly he's not a hundred percent. But defensively, he just doesn't fit. And I think, um, you know, the clock struck midnight on him. I would be surprised. If he was a major impact player going forward – now, if Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson are back, then he becomes the sixth most important player on the scouting report, and of course he'll go off. But mm-hmm. right now, what they need him to be, he cannot be, and um, to me, he's more of a liability out there. So that's a storyline where if instead of, they, of DeMarcus Cousins, they used that money for another just maybe more solid guy in that role, not a great player but somebody they could count on, I it might have actually been a positive. So what you're saying is the the Warriors miss Zaza
0: Pachulia sticking his foot underneath <laughs> Kawhi Leonard.
1: Hey, man, you take out Kawhi Leonard just one time and, yeah, the series is all different. <laughs> Let's uh,
0: We're going to take a quick second here. When we come back, we're going to talk about this series, but some of the goings on uh, outside of the, the, the field of play. Uh, I, I think this is the, the league came down really hard on Mark Stevens and, and I think they were right to do so they I frankly I think they could have come down even harder we'll see what we have to how we feel about that in your notes that you wrote for us uh for, for, for today's show it's Mark Stevens band in big headline bold lettering and then what a clown right below it it's perfect <laughs> I had to make that note so we didn't forget
1: to include a what a clown he very much a clown. Uh, we'll go over this real quick because yeah. maybe not everybody is familiar with the situation. It kind of – and we're going to talk about this in a moment. This is not as big of a story as it would have been had the shoes been reversed, and that's part of the story for me.
0: Had the shoes been
1: reversed. Had had Lowry pushed
0: a oh fan. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So for those who who haven't been paying attention, maybe didn't catch it. It happened really quickly in the game. Actually, let me let me go let me go through go this
1: here <laughs> just because of the order I think is important yeah. here. Law- so Lowry dives into the, the the stand, the front row, and yeah. I didn't notice this live, but a fan reaches over and kind of pushes on him, kind of gives this like yeah. this this clear Ooh. shove. I mean, you watch it again. It's he reached it, across people too. By the way, he wasn't even it, in the play. Yeah, it, yeah, he was like two seats over, and it wasn't like, look, Lowry wasn't hurt. It, was, it, didn't, it didn't do anything to him, but it was clear that this fan was going out of his way, and Lowry had a comment after the game. He said, the fans have a place. We love our fans, but fans like that shouldn't be allowed to be in there because it's not right. I can't do nothing to protect myself, but the league does a good job, and hopefully they ban him for all NBA games uh, forever. He later on went to say that that fan had been heckling all night, saying to, quote, go F himself. A twist. Multiple fan times, turns by the out- Yeah, multiple times, all all game. I mean, probably drunk, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Sitting in that front row, maybe not. Maybe just a a jerk without the the, uh, help of alcohol. Mm -hmm. But it turns out, this isn't just any regular fan. This is actually a partial owner of the Golden State Warriors and one of the thousand richest people on all, on earth, mm-hmm. a billionaire two times over, and um, he's sitting courtside. So the Warriors is- issued a statement. His name is Mark Stevens. The Warriors w- issued a statement um, you know, after the game that said, we're extremely disappointed in the actions and along with Mr. Stevens, offer our sincere apology to Kyle Lowry. OK, you get out. You do the thing that you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. LeBron James inserts himself into this conversation, and I applaud him for it. I think yeah. I, th- this is a moment where he's using his platform and his sort of just power and gravitas it, to, to highlight something. Okay, cool, but still ain't enough. He wrote this on Twitter. They did exactly what they had to do, get out in front of it before anyone else, and plus there's only four games left because the Warrior said he won't show up to any more of the finals games as if a four-game yeah. ban was going to be enough of this. Um, so right there we kind of had the stakes. The league, of course, came out today. Um, and fined Mr. Stevens five hundred thousand dollars, which again he's worth two point three billion, so point zero two anything. percent of his wealth, yeah, there you go, and they also banned him from all n b a events for one year, so that's kind of catching you up to speed on sort of the what happened. Mm-hmm.
0: I think they could have come down even harder. I don't think he should be in an n b a arena ever again, like this is how you said, so Russell Westbrook remember the earlier this year, there was a kid who who touched in Russell Denver. Westbrook. Uh, who, who who reached out, touched him, and he responded. He kind of he turned around really quickly, right? And and I think if you start to do the whole you know shades of gray, well, is it a touch? Is it a push? Is it this? Is it whatever? Is it a glancing blow? Did the guy try to? You, I think when you try to go down that route, you get yourself into a situation that you don't have to put yourself in. I think Mark Stevens should be banned.
1: He should have to sell his stake in the war.
0: around and and because of something somebody says to him turns around and punches said fan or pushes said said fan let's even make it the exact same type of contact that he makes here yeah he gets he gets suspended for the rest of the for the series right the biggest series that he's ever going to play in and and yeah. i i think in in this case this is where you get to send a message to everybody and you get to really protect your players and say this cannot stand we saw what happened in detroit when when that's not clear when it's when it's not a hundred percent clear that uh boundary and and in this case here by allowing him back in in a year from now like what's what's what happens if this happens again? He's gonna. He's well, gonna I don't get think he's gonna be sitting courtside again.
1: again. <laughs> I think he. Pro- I mean, just imagine him sitting courtside even in a year's time. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be remembered. <laughs> I his, think a lot of his wife, NBA by players. the way, is
0: the same one who was mocking LeBron. Remember, there's that that famous really. Gift. Yeah, it's who is hit, that? It, that's his. That was his wife. That that in a finals game, oh, LeBron was complaining to a referee. So, like these guys, th- this this pair of people they don't seem to understand the boundary that exists between entertainer and entertained and yeah. and i think in this case like that that he and and his wife didn't do anything here his right. wife was trying to separate I, I in the clip he she's trying to kind of step in between there but how <laughs> how crappy a human being do you have to be to have your wife stepping between you and another man like that's not a situation that you should be in and that in that and that in this case Somebody who you are, I guess, not quite a colleague, but there is a a right. professional oh, linking course. between between Kyle Lowry and this person. That guy, he he just he he forfeited his
1: his privilege to be at these games. And and this was part of LeBron's point too. I mean, he he says, just think to yourself. He put this on Instagram today. What if Kyle Lowry would have reacted and put his hands back on him? You right. guys would be going crazy calling him for damn be, be put in jail, let right. alone suspended for the rest of the final. So um, I think he's got a point. I, I do think that there's probably, look, I don't, I don't think, I think it's easy to overstate the degree. This does happen three or four times a season. It seems where some, a fan either comes out onto the court or does something, you know, there's some kind of inappropriate thing and it would make a fuss about it. But the league, I think can just do a, a like you said, the way they handle these, that sets the precedent going forward. And, the the one-year band, it, it does seem kind of surprising to me. By the way, this one-year band, so much of the Silicon Valley ownership group about moving this team across the Bay, he's going to miss out on all of that. And I'm not saying that this makes it worse or, you know, oh, now mm-hmm. it's fair. But you do have to at least admit they've been working towards this giant moving of the team to yeah. the rich, nice, new facility, and he'll have to miss out on all of that. I guess a small consolation. Yeah.
0: I I, I Personally, I don't think he – because – so he's an investor in this, right? Which means he could take revenue as a means of this of this link that he has to the team. And, and this guy who does not understand the boundary here is now going to profit off of this relationship? Like that just – it doesn't sit properly with me. And it's indicative of a lot of what's going on in, in this country, but whatever. Um, let's take a quick second here. When we come back, we're going to have a little bit more fun with – this crazy fun this crazy (laughs) the the brooklyn nets and the atlanta hawks made a trade Uh, i want to i want to outline how many picks the atlanta hawks have because it's wild yeah (laughs) they have so many picks in this upcoming draft and it and it it really sets the table for all kinds of things a huge ripple effect throughout the league so we're going to get to that here in a bit thursday afternoon the brooklyn nets and atlanta hawks completed a trade brooklyn is sending alan crabb the number 17 pick in this upcoming draft a lottery protected first in 2020 and uh if this pick falls in the protected range in 2020 atlanta gets the uh nets lottery protected first in 2021 uh, same drill for 2022 after that it converts to two second rounders Atlanta, in return, is sending... Not going to happen,
1: by the way. Brooklyn, it'll be a playoff team next year.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Tur- Torian Prince, who is a very solid player, I like him a lot, is going to Brooklyn. Um, and Atlanta is also sending a 2021 second-round pick. The point of all of this? Money. They <laughs> Brooklyn is trying to clear up as much room as they possibly can because, according to Woj, they have their sights set on not just Kyrie, but also Kevin Durant uh in this upcoming free agency period. This is wild. The the ripple effects of this this this
1: can go all over the place. So here's my first my first comment. Go for it. Anthony deals don't get announced or done or finalized or agreed upon during the NBA finals, two, three weeks before actual free agency and the draft and all that, unless they're perfect deals. This one I think is a perfect deal. This one makes sense. I like it for both sides. Absolutely.
0: Atlanta in this in this draft right now, right? They have picks 8, 10, 17, 35, 41 and 44. It's a bad year to have six, six <laughs> draft picks. It's a weak draft to have six draft picks. Although I think I like those, you know, 35, 41, 44 picks. That there are some there are some players in that in that kind of sort of range, but Atlanta apparently kind of sort of wants to move up, right? They they want to move up. Yeah. And maybe they and, have a guy yeah, they they seem to have their their sights set on somebody else. But let's let's we can get to the draft stuff when we get to the draft stuff. For me, what this what this does for me is it starts to clear up the Anthony Davis picture. Mm-hmm. It really starts to. It, things are oh, yeah, starting to kind of move. of course, that's what moving. you care
1: about. Well, well duh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Brooklyn. Oh, can we talk about Brooklyn first? Because I think they're, yeah. to me they're the most. The Hawks are in rebuild mode. You mentioned maybe they package those up to move. You know, eight, ten, eight and ten. You package up to move up to five. That's a mm-hmm. realistic sort of deal they might be able to do. Um, you could sell off the, the second rounders if you if you want to or or, or move those for the Brooklyn though. We've all known that they were trying to make a big push this summer. They now have $48 million in cap space should they renounce D'Angelo Russell or just mm-hmm. not, not resign him. I'm sorry, not, not, not yeah, go after him. have to him. renounce him. You can go after two max salaries. So we already know that Brooklyn and Kyrie have mutual interest. That's been reported over the last few days. Let's just count mm-hmm. him there because, quite frankly, I sort of am counting him they there. They don't
0: do this. They don't make this move if, they yeah. are, if
1: that isn't already in their wings. Right, right. So so now you get Kyrie Irving. I don't know who the other fish is. Jimmy Butler maybe could be a guy. Kevin Durant certainly. We've heard him attached to New York. There's been a lot of rumors about real estate he may or may not have purchased over the last three or four months mm-hmm. in the greater New York area. Um, that to me is the most interesting – becomes one of the more interesting stories of the entire summer. Kevin Durant is in his yeah. moment. You pair him with, with Kyrie Irving, who, by the way, is the guy that LeBron James won a championship with in, in Cleveland. That's very fascinating to me.
0: I I love the idea of Kyrie and KD going to Brooklyn specifically because – so had they gone to New York, right, the pressure is on at that point. They, they have to do some winning in New York. With Otherwise – Huh? With the Knicks, you're saying? With the Knicks. With the Knicks. Okay. But by going to Brooklyn, they show up there, and it's house money. They're 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 made men. Uh, there's, I think,
1: there's going to be pressure in New York because of the market. You're right; that's different than than the Knicks. Mm-hmm. But I think less than the pressure angle, the Knicks have been talking about this summer <laughs> for a couple of years now, <laughs> just like they were talking about the summer of 2010. Yep. For them to finally not only not get their guy, but possibly lose him to the next door neighbor, right next door. to me, this could honest, honest to God, be sort of a turning point for the Knicks or or not even a turning point. It might be just like the watershed moment where yeah. I guess the opposite of a watershed moment, where things just finally collapse on themselves and it's like, yeah. no, you are now officially the Clippers, not the Knicks anymore. Yeah, the the straw the that breaks Clippers. the camel's back. Yeah. The like, new Clippers it. are actually actually awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they could become the old, old
0: Clippers. So I wanna I look yes, I'm gonna talk about Anthony Davis because this I I am a Lakers fan. But look, Boston now – so you think Boston is going to push all their chips to the middle of the table now that they probably know they're losing Kyrie?
1: No, if they lost – if they lose Kyrie, I I do think there's probably a a strong chance. that I don't think they take like a rebuild or anything like that. But they do have some young talent, and and I wouldn't be surprised if they just tried to make more of a two- or three-year plan rather than a right-now plan.
0: Yeah. And so, what that means for the Lakers is that's huge competition that is now not going to be as involved in the bidding war for Anthony Davis. And and look, look, I I'm not here saying that the the Lakers offer is perfect. Lonzo Ball has major questions surrounding him. He hasn't played a hundred games yet in his NBA career. <laughs> He's stuck on ninety nine. Brandon Ingram has this very serious blood clot condition, right? Which is also something that everybody should be nervous about, not just in a basketball sense, but from a personal standpoint. It's some scary stuff. Uh, the fourth overall pick—it's the fourth pick in a three-player draft yeah. right now, right? It's not it, their their package isn't perfect, but all they have to do is beat New York's. All they have to do is beat now. Boston isn't in, involved, right? So they don't have to worry about that as much. So they have to just top whatever mystery team might pop up now. And I think for for the Lakers. This is, the, this is the clearest route that they have or that they've had since Magic stepped down. And, and how, I don't know, how, how amazing would it be if – because Brooklyn apparently still is interested in Anthony Davis too. How amazing would it be if they used D'Angelo Russell in a signing, sign and trade and it <laughs> winds up being D'Angelo Russell who is the, the, the last – Thing that the lakers the last wall that the lakers couldn't clear in trying to land anthony davis
1: they would just there's so funny, many it's funny to, it's funny great. to you i don't think it's funny to anybody else outside of los angeles quite frankly um I think it'd be funny. yeah i look there's a there's a good chance that that's how it all plays out um i still suspect and, and i think that i think ed is probably going to the Lakers. i still suspect there'll be a team or two that throws their hat in the ring oh, that absolutely. either we don't see or just that that kind of makes a go for broke i mean who know i don't i don't know who that team is maybe um you know maybe it's portland or, or something like that and there's a case to be made that they can package mm-hmm. a, a pretty good deal together as well so mm-hmm. um i don't think it's going to be quite as smooth sailing as as you seem to think even though i do think this is where it all inevitably winds up
0: no, I'm not saying it's – there's no such thing as smooth sailing when the Rambi are involved. Like, there's, there's, <laughs> it's just, The Lakers are going to try to screw this up in some way, shape, or form. It's just a matter of the, the, the chips are kind of starting to fall in, in a manner that it seems to line up for them. The team that I really have my eye on, and you have, you have a better understanding of this than, than anybody, is Denver. I, I really they, – they seem to be kind of waiting there and they have the pieces that I, that I think they could put together a better trade package than the Lakers can. Uh, and and it will be interesting to see now that especially Tim Connelly is, is a made man in Denver, right? Like if, he, if anybody has the gravitas to be able to make that type of a move within the organization, it would be the guy that just turned down his hometown Washington Wizards to stick around with. It yeah. would it'd be a fascinating move.
1: I don't. I don't think it's on their radar. Um, you know, if Davis was more open to it, I think it would. I think it's a fascinating front court. I mean, how many front courts would be more interesting mm-hmm. or better historically than Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic? There's just. You talk about the area era of small ball, and you have two guys that you can't play small ball against playing together. I think it'd be fascinating, but yeah. um, it, it just it, it's not going to happen. I do think though, there's going to be teams that try. Denver is at the start of this process, right? I, I we've. They just finished their rebuild. They made the playoffs for the first time to kind of go all in in that moment would be would take. uh, That's a huge, huge risk. The reason I brought up Portland, Portland has sort of been at the level for several years. And even though they made the conference finals this year, I think everybody knows they were a real second best team in the West. They're at the middle of the road middle you know Damian Lillard sort of in his prime to me that's when you go all in because you look at it and say what's our other options Nurk's out for the entire season he might be a trade piece because you know again New Orleans not necessarily trying to win next year they could wait him out and and rehab him Mm -hmm. so uh, to me Portland's just kind of an interesting x factor there and then if you're a Laker fan Anthony how confident are you if, if you're hoping okay well he goes there for one year but then you'll get him in free agency I feel like if there's anybody out there that can kind of convince him to stay it's Damian Lillard.
0: Oh yeah. No, I I think if the Lakers don't trade for Anthony Davis, I don't think they wind up signing Anthony Davis. Mm. Like that that's my that's my hot take. All right, let's preview this weekend. We'll have one game between now and the next Locked On NBA podcast. How do you think this weekend uh winds up?
1: Man, this is such a tough one. I don't really have great confidence in in, in the pick, but I'm I'm still going to go Warriors. I just can't believe that they'll lose. I, Clay coming back you saw him in the hallway, he sure didn't look like a guy that was two days away from being back yeah. on the court. So I'm logically I think the Raptors should win that game, but um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe Clay has one of those weird nights where he's just on fire even though he's only on one leg. Would what would they
0: what will they have won? Will it be two titles or three titles that the, the Tories have won so
1: far? They They've won three already. All right. So if two with Katie and one before.
0: If they finish up this, so if they don't win a cha- championship this year, how do you, how do you see that being looked back on?
1: Oh, I, th- I mean, I don't think it really changes a whole lot. I mean, I know a lot of people, and this is where you and I are different. As you really it sort of enjoy the what is everybody talking about. I quite frankly don't care that that much because <laughs> most people are, you know. <laughs> Their opinions are not very well informed look Uh there's no doubt in my mind that the warriors are the best team in basketball this year they're missing two starters this isn't rocket science so if they lose this one what will we say about it we'll say man what an unlucky break that they got injured the same thing i say by the way about 2016 which i don't take it's not that i take any credit away from what cleveland did when you win you win that's it period end of sentence no asterisk no none of that Mm -hmm. this is sports it's not about what might happen what could happen it's what did happen and that's what did happen but there's no doubt to me that Draymond wasn't suspended if Curry wasn't hurt all the things that went wrong they probably would have won that one too I'll look at it the exact same way this Warriors team is incredible unlucky injuries at the wrong time
0: Hmm. no I I think there's I there's a middle ground here I don't I think they'll belong in that conversation with the three Pete Lakers with the with those Bulls teams, even in Showtime, right? Those dynastic runs, they, they belong in that conversation. I think they had the chance to have maybe the greatest run of all time. And, I, and, and you know in that respect, I'm not going to say they disappointed, but they fell well short of that. I think they fell well short of, of because of circumstances, whatever, but they fell well short of, of maybe what they could have been. Because they they figured
1: out the math and and it still didn't quite
0: work out. But this it,
1: but this is just true of they, all teams uh, of all teams. You look at and you just think, yeah. I mean, what would? <laughs> I mean, this is stupid. What would the two thousand one Lakers look like without Shaq? You know, it's just, I mean, they, or, or without Kobe, either one. Mm-hmm. Take one away. I mean, that, and that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about Kevin Durant not playing. We're talking about a game right now without Klay Thompson. So Quinn Cook and Alfonso McKinney are two of the most important players on their <laughs> roster at this very moment. Yeah. But like, I'm not judging their legacy based on that. I mean, you could say one thing. I will say Steph it's not Curry... judging their legacy though. But it is, it is
0: like they won three titles when maybe people had them when KD went there. People were signing them up for five, six straight titles, and, and they didn't. Well,
1: I think the mental and emotional fatigue was always – every time anything like this happens, you always forget about that part of it. It's not that I think they should win all three. If they they stayed healthy, they would have won this year as well. It would have been three in a row. But just the idea of like I think they're all ready to move on to the next phase. That's why I didn't – that's why you don't pick five, six, seven. But um, the one thing I will say, injuries are I think pretty random in sports. But Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are two players that – I don't think it's not surprising that they have both sort of had injury problems because they're both guys that I think are especially injury prone curry because of his ankles and his size and Kevin Durant because he's a seven foot super athlete with ankles, the size of toothpicks. I mean, it's yeah. just, there's a little bit of it's not that surprising that these guys are, are, injury prone. And it's not that surprising that a guy like LeBron has been healthy for so much of his career. Right.
0: Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. And, and look, you might be right. The warriors. I think, I think the Raptors wind up winning game four Um, And then, and then take a, a, I think they wind up taking the series, but if you're right and the Warriors win this thing, then everything that I just said is moot (laughs) and they, and they win their fourth title. So it's good. It's it's fascinating. This weekend's great. This whole series has been really, really good. The playoffs as a whole has been really fun and I can't wait to talk about, uh, about it with you next week, depending on how things go in the next seven days.
1: We're going to have an exciting, whatever happens, we're going to have something exciting to talk about.
0: We might get an Anthony Davis trade at halftime. Game four. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody.